Own Your Creativity, Episode 86. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Own Your Creativity. I'm really excited today to be talking to Mylene Elke. It was really interesting how we met. It was online, and increasingly, we make connections in the online world. And I think a lot of people find the online world can be really lonely and distancing, but when you connect with the right people, it just opens up a whole new vista. And that's how I felt when I met Mylene. And uh, and we just really connected on the shamanic level, I think. That was something that attracted each uh, of us to the other. And um, and so I'm just going to interview um, Mylene today about what she does and how she's come to that, but she's also going to talk about creativity as well and what she does and how she helps writers as, um, as well as other creative people. So welcome, Mylene. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, everyone. So Mylene is the go-to shamanic channeler for writers, spiritual creatives, and enlightened entrepreneurs. And she helps them experience magical moments to reveal the beauty in all things earth, wisdom, universal language, and knowledge of unending realities. And something that I found really interesting about you is that you were in the United States for two decades, and then you had a calling to come back and activate sacred sites in the heart of of Europe and beyond. And so can you tell us a little bit about what you do now and why you felt that calling and what that entails? Wow, okay, thank you. It's going to be a fun conversation just because of that. I lived in Atlanta, I went to University of Georgia that brought me to the US and then um, to study landscape architecture. And then lived for 10 years in Atlanta, where I met a fascinating Swiss friend. Now <laughs> she lives over here as well. And Atlanta is known to reawaken you or support you in remembering. Oh, wow. Yeah, our spirituality. That's a big granite outcrop, a stone mountain. And for a long time, there was the crystal energy there. And it has moved since then. It has been upward. 20, 30 years. Yeah, it has started moving around and go is more close to you now in Canada. Oh. Yeah, and so I, you know, I developed my uh, uh, sensing of myself. I started healing in Atlanta of my body. I have a uh, uh, liberal policy, so I walk different than most people. And uh, the right people came and teachers appeared and showed up and also my cats pushed me to to uh, study shamanism for animals oh, right goodness. so that's how i started when my son was small uh, to go into these realms and so I had been in those had you not been in those realms before you went to atlanta no oh so that's that's your shamanic Awakening that happened there, your your connection yes, to the yes. spiritual world. That's so interesting. Why do you think it was that that it happened there and and not at home? Like, do you think that you had to go outside of your home in order to activate it? Like, why why do you think it was? I think so. You're exactly right. Anyway, I was I was always moving away or running away since oh. I was a little girl. I needed the freedom to uh, even 
go where I want to when you go for walks or when my parents were sleeping. I remember I jumped over the fence and to go to my aunt or some neighbors. If I felt the urge to move, I moved. Or I, my mom always told me if I would never go straight path, I would go off the path. So I felt where the energy lines were. So in a way, I always was living. But what happened in Atlanta after college, after you know, studying hard to become the certain something and, and the state exams, then I thought there has to be more. And what unfolded is really acknowledging what I am already. And so I think since then it was fine to figuring out how I function. So in a way, it was, it's, you know, you, you, you go, 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 go one direction, and then it was the other way, the other reality, understanding myself and all the gifts and talents that uh, I carry. And why was it in Atlanta? Yeah, because it was maybe because my friend said, you know, it's time I knew what she was telling. She's also a little bit of a prophet. Exactly that you're not leaving now Atlanta because my husband wanted to go back to Germany. You leave then and then, and it's because you have to reconnect the German with the old world, with the new world. Oh. And I was sitting there, I said, me? <laughs> 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 like, Miley. And, um, and then all these things really started happening. So when we then moved back, it was exactly on that day, what was uh, really fascinating because, you know, we had no influence on it. And... Um, here then I went more also into shamanism and I learned that I'm in a physical channel uh, and I brought all the, the viewpoints on the way of life that I learned in the US. You're much more open. So the new world, and I think that's also in Canada, you know, when you're away from home, you get to know people that come from all around the world. So you, you broaden and, and you look further and further and further. Okay, that also has been an interest in people and learning about all these different cultures. And it, Atlanta was also a mix. I mean, you could find any restaurant from all around the world and test their foods. You know? So it's, it's, uh, it's also vibrant. It was rebuilding itself. I remember working uh, during the Olympics on setting the visions, yeah, for the Olympics. And uh, I, that was something that uh, ignited many things. Or so maybe that's why was I part? We're just part because we have to be there, I think. Mm, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a good question. I have to think a little harder about that, too. And did was there any trepidation or worry or embarrassment when you started down the the shamanic path or getting more connected to your gifts because it's it's you know it's not you know part of the mainstream yet i mean it's getting very popular but you know going from landscape architecture into being a shamanic song healer i mean it, how did you bridge that gap or how did you bring them together I'm really just starting now. So, so I would say my son is now 12 because when he was born, this more or less started first. That was my vision to get my body right. Then I also was a vision, if I do con conceive, I wanted to give a birth different to what my mother had experienced with me. So because all of mine is, is birth defect oriented. So you see, I had already a clear vision and all these things did happen in this way. The, my cats maybe were the ones that, uh, you know, pushed me in 
<laughs> if I, I would not be here without my cat, that's for sure, doing this profession. Can, and you, can you talk a little bit about that too? About yeah, I was pregnant and I want, you know, because I wanted to have this sacred birth, um, one day I heard my cat, she had lived in five countries with me. Um, when you leave now to get married, you know, I was seven months pregnant, um, I will die. And I said, no, Pipolina, you can't. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not getting married. You know, I am very tight. And that was when I went back to a book I had read by Carla Meeks and um, the shamanic something, I don't know the title anymore, but it had a cat, a calico cat on it. And I did study later with her. And uh, I asked her, you have to, I just called her. And that's how I learned about the shamanism because I called her, she did the healing. She took my cat to the cat healer, medicine uh, cat. But when she said, now I'm bringing your cat back in your home, and oh, as I just brought her, your other cat came through the cat door, and it's a brown cat. And in that moment when I knew, first, who does know that I have a cat door in my apartment? And then it's a brown cat. Very few people have brown cats. So I knew there was some truth to it and from got me to think. And then Pipolina died, and my other cat wanted to go with her. And again, I said, no, can't. If you, both of you now. <laughs> and he stayed then, though. And, and I learned through him a lot. And I took that course. And that just opened. And the fascinating part is, even there, if I recollect now as you're speaking, I couldn't see like other people were seeing. We had like an introduction. You were supposed to get your power animal. You know, and I had a goose. So there's nothing. Now I know why. Yeah, <laughs> everyone these wild, big things. <laughs> Now I know because, you know, she can swim, fly, the highs, yeah. and, you know, and, and walk. But the, 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 the interesting part uh, was when we had our first homework, suddenly I was doing uh, snake noises oh, loud. Really? Like hissing? And I, and yeah, I had nothing else. Like other would piss in. I said, oh, my God, what happened? So I already from, the I think, the first class on was trained to create and channel beings in their languages wow from the first moment on and now it took a long time to get to that point yeah. to freely and not feel awkward i felt very awkward when i did that you know right. i did and um so when when was when 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 was the moment when you realized that you you weren't uh, awkward anymore and that you were standing in your grandness Maybe the last year or two, it became really, really strong. Mm -hmm. It was uh, one, you know, that I did more the shamanic work, figured out that I'm a channel and that it's so easy to be so different. I've, I thought I've understood, um, you know, while I dance, I can be, a, I don't, I walk different, right, than everyone else. But if I dance, you cannot see that I have cerebral policy. Yeah. And... So I've, I've learned that I channel these beings, and so over time I said, oh, I am embodying in, um, these beings, and after a while, after I've spoken, I've showed myself over and over, and um, heard enough from others what they feel or sense, giving enough uh, healings, giving, you know, there's suddenly you cannot 
say anymore that you're not making a difference. Mm-hmm. When so many so people are telling I you that. that. I said, okay, no, this, I'm really doing this, and they come all these beings to support. Um, you know, then I also tested when I, uh, I always tested myself uh, to go a step further and to go do a radio show. But even there, you know, you go step by step. It's not like I suddenly said I do a radio show. I did a teleconference, then first with my friends, then uh, for people I wouldn't know. You know, I took tiny steps to get in, in into this presence. But suddenly when I did a few rituals, and it is feeling illuminated. It is the rituals of illumination where you really feel suddenly fully embodied. Um, the wisdom is here. You know I'm bringing my purpose, the purpose I'm doing this, and I will always do that, and nothing moves me away from doing this. I had a lot of things in my life that tried to push me away of doing things, and I said, no, 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 over and over and over again, I am who I am. I do Mylene style, a la Mylene, and you, I'm not wavering, and I'm going with the momentum and move forward. And I think when I said that, I really embodied it. And then it, almost a year ago, I was uh, in Las Vegas on stage, where I even brought up, put up one more time, a lot of stories of myself and stood there and said, yeah, I have certain, you know, I'm not hindered that I walk different on stage, but I still stand here in all of my beauty. That's the the one I knew, okay, nothing can happen anymore. And I sang on that stage before I even spoke, more or less. So they they get me fully with that power, and if they don't want to, they don't have to invite me into their life, and if they do, I'm there for them. Do you, do you have a song that you can share with us now? Sure. And then maybe exactly about embodying and, and standing fully in, 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 in your beauty. Um, and this embodying, let's say, what is it really? It is, it's, it's a combination of going back, reconnecting or connecting strongly to source, the one mind, the one light, uh, uh, the one sound, etc., etc., right? The, the one intent, and everyone do feel where you're connecting, where you're coming from, that this is really um, the heavens, let's say, just say the heavens, your source. But at the same time, we're here in our body, and our body is a, is a very beautiful tool supporting us in being us and expressing our gifts to the world. So feel it's not like you have to be pulled by... Uh, Mother Earth, right? You don't have to be pulled down, but that you're just there. It's like almost like uh, I always think like an elf, you know. They they glide over the earth, mm-hmm. so that there is a diff. It's not like you're being pulled, but you've made the choice to be right here now in this moment. Yeah. So it's more of a gliding and connecting your awareness in your body with everything that is around. All these gorgeous trees and, and flowers and birds and all other animals and so many more things. So you bring that together and in within your body and that's where you create the mushkiki. It's like, yeah, and that you send out into the world. And when you do that and there is no hesitation anymore and uh, no self-judgment that it's not what it is, 
people feel it and you are uh, filled in a way with joy and the liveliness and the fullness because these these atoms, these particles, uh, the space, everything starts vibrating in its own rhythm, the optimal rhythm for itself. Yeah, so all the dense parts and areas in your body are in a dance. And so you suddenly notice that difference um, and it will stay. This is the most important thing to um, notice. So let's, uh, now that you, I've spoken about everyone, um, pull that in, pull that in, pull that in. And then send it out, send it out, send it out. feel like I went on like a whole journey you know like below and above and in between and just then here we are That's thank beautiful. you so when you came back you said you came back because you wanted to activate sacred sites um, and so how are you doing that by being present by just going as I, I said I've learned through the last years then you know because of this intention to just follow where my body leaves and even as a healer, what roads to drive, um, what time you go out of the day, and suddenly I'm somewhere. And then later I notice, I speak about it, oh, this is this and that is that, and uh, I find them. I find these old spots. Um, or others, and I'm there, and it is in a way, yeah, it's just a presence, and sometimes songs arise. And I go for a walk, and I just listen then to nature on certain spots. I sit down, and once I sit down or stand, and I suddenly experience what is connecting, where maybe there are lines going to other sites in the world, and I sense that. Also, just sitting there and seeing the most tiniest mass, 
So a lot more places have marks where I end up, I've learned. Um, I, know, I know it's logical, I remember. <laughs> ah, there was a grand shaman there once in the teachings from uh, the Southern Hemisphere, and um, she has passed on now, but I remember the, when she channeled for us what our purpose is. I brought her a piece of, oh, what a beautiful memory, of piece of moss on a, on a, a, a bark of a tree. And she said at that time, so that was just when I moved back to Germany, so Tilo, I must have been about uh, nine years ago. And she said, Miley, you are perfect. Because I never saw my perfect my perfection because I do walk so different and always observe that people were looking at me or even when they passed me, you know, then they would turn around and, and, and look at me. And then she said, oh, it will suddenly start and start and you won't be able to stop. It will come like a waterfall. And it, what I learned then, a few years, years later, it was the singing that suddenly appeared. Yeah, yeah. And it's more and more and I cannot stop it and it becomes like a waterfall. And as you're asking this question, then it's logic that I'm, it doesn't matter what kind of forest I'm going into. I'm um, here, for sure here. <laughs> there is Mars. But even when I was in Egypt, you know, I, I just picked the right spot. I don't even know so much. I'm not like someone who studies the areas. I go with my intuition. So when I'm there and suddenly I'm standing in the water and I remember that day when it was a show, and I knew suddenly I was could standing in the water waiting for my son. You know that's always how it is, and then standing in the water, and I sense again these lines. One was going to uh, the the pyramids, and the other one was going to Luxor, and I just know that suddenly something was shifting, and I had to go like this in the water. I had to turn. Yeah? yeah, but then I know you, you could feel it underwater as well, what was happening. Something was uh, uh, moving. And then the next day I learned that they had discovered at that place something and that, and that is going to throw around the whole <laughs> history. So these things are happening. So that what I've learned, it's not just an illuminating, and you illuminate by, you know, when you illuminate wherever you come to, everything else synchronizes with you and illuminates as well, it also starts remembering. Yeah, so there was also, nature also has parts where it, uh, through the density, quieted down. So it's many of us do that. I'm not the only one because maybe I'm now st starting to speak because of all this experience. I mean, it's not pure chance that this, there's no synchronicity. I think we are really here to do these things. So everyone is a healer somehow in him, and we always do the right things. What is the significance of the lichen for you, or the uh, the moss? The moss, yeah. ancient, oh, ancient, okay. very very ancient, uh, uh, small but powerful. You know, it has power and it's full, yeah. and it's it has a vibrancy to it and a softness. And the lightness. Mm. And I think all of us, we, are, we it's time for us, I think, that we acknowledge that we can do everything with more softness, that where we can become more soft, that we don't have to be this <clears throat> being, and that we bring more lightness, and uh, lightness in, you know, maybe light by going higher vibrations or connecting to the light, but also by weight, 
And I think it's not that we have to spend time and energy thinking of, we have to really put pressure on being on this earth, like going down and holding on and grabbing and anchoring. That takes a lot of, lot of energy. But in other ways, connecting to the landscape and let ourselves be pulled by a tree or even by a mountain or a huge boulder. And maybe the earth even pushes us forward like a wave when we walk. This creates a new way of walking. Movement needs less energy. We can relax even more into ourselves. You know, we can, it feels like we can, we're too often too far forward because we're doing this one. Right. And fall back a little bit because we're held. Yes. Everything that is around us. Yeah. And do you still do landscape architecture? No, I have my garden here yeah. that I do. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds I have like I've not really looked at it. But I do more the landscapes. Let's say the inner landscape. Yeah. That's what yeah? I was going to say. So I I I yeah. do that, and my metaphors in speaking or connecting people to nature, and yeah. um, it's nature is still a big part of me, as yeah. it always has been. Yeah. I'm so always out there, and it's bringing me. It's it's wisdom. And I speak a lot about how nature functions. Yeah, and that comes from your training. Because it, it might be a different sort of healing or you might show up in a different way if you were an accountant before you came to this. But I think the yeah. fact that you were a landscape architect, you know, that, that, that really supported this this new new part of you and this new way that you're showing up in the world. Yeah, yeah, and, and if you think about it, I, I, I try to study a few other things, business, uh, veterinary medicine, yeah. but there was always something holding me back, so I never finished it, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think, what was it? I think the infinity, the infinite uh, ways of how you can study in this one field, you can yeah. be from engineering or geography, psychology, art, architecture, uh, 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 wetlands, you know, landscape, yeah. you, you could do anything. And, and the personality of the people you have to see, are they want to be close to the comfy, comfortable then, in what landscape or in what form. So yeah, so I developed in a way, um, I could go and look in all these ways because they're all of my interests. Yeah, yeah. That's why I finally found that very comforting for myself. I think a lot of people today um, feel disconnected from themselves because they're doing work that just pays the bills and doesn't really fulfill them. If somebody like that came to you and wanted help in sort of integrating and, and not feeling so disconnected, what would you do? What would be your, your method? I would ask them to, to uh, hold in for a moment, to just stop what they're doing or even thinking for just a one moment and just to look around them and see how it changes when they really take the moment to stop and to look at a tree or to take the moment to take a flower into their hand or not even but to observe what is flower surrounded with mm. um, and, and to feel that nothing is ever alone. And everything is connected with each other. So this awareness of suddenly then when you're standing there, you see the flower and that on the plants and that it's thriving and growing 
And suddenly, you know, it's like it's like a check. You go it's like click, 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 and you you feel it within you. There's a there's a switch. So that's a beautiful start. And I think that the challenge, though, is that that they like people go to retreats. They go to one day seminars. They they take you know um, different uh, you know sort of programs that are kind of like you know, to get away from their life. And then when they come back to their everyday life, they're still carrying that experience with them. But it kind of fades over time. Because again, like the everyday concerns just kind of over, you know, overshadow everything. And I think it's really hard for people to stay the course, you know, to, to have the confidence to just keep going in that direction, because they've got bills to pay. And because they've got people around them, and, uh, you know, that are depending on them, or, you know, that there's, there always seems to be something or some excuse, but like, how, how do you counsel people um, to with that? To start to look at what their rhythm is, or what is your rhythm? What, uh, you know, still the first is still very important what I spoke about then. But then also to observe yourself, how do I function? What do I need? And again, there to stop and instead of going with the energies of everything and everyone else, even you know, social structure around you, to just allow yourself for a moment to do something different. To be a little bit creative. I sometimes say, you know, when you go out at the same time every day, but maybe this day you don't feel like it and you want to dance or listen to a song or at least the end of that song. And just for that moment say, okay, I'm just going to listen to that finish, the song finishing. Yeah. Then I go. Yeah. Because what will happen, you allowed yourself in that moment to be you. You walk out of the door suddenly all the lights will be more green, yeah. right? And there are no red lights. Yeah. So take another route and you'll be there on time. Or if you're a few minutes late, let's say you had an important meeting, the other person maybe also be a little late and say, oh, maybe you're late. Oh, good that you're late. I had to finish this yeah. and that allowed me to do this. Or, uh, yeah, there are many little things that you allow yourself to break your rhythm, it's in a way to break the rhythm that is not yours, mm. yeah? Mm. So you have to dissolve in a way one reality to create your new reality, right. yeah? It's, it's, you start with little things, step by step by step by step by step, and then this, this, it's like a spiral, it gets moves quicker and quicker, and it goes larger and larger, and because a spiral is not just a 2D, it really is also like a funnel. It it creates energy like a hurricane, yeah. uh, like a, like a twister, right? Yeah, right. Or a vortex. Yes. And every and you pull everyone in it. The moment you change, I just had a client recently. She told me, oh, she uh, she wanted didn't want to go to a friend who had been sad, yeah, and listen to him. So she said, ah, oh, and she said, oh, what do I need now? She said, oh, I need to cuddle with my boyfriend for 10 more minutes before I leave the house. So that means she had to leave other things out to not do them so she could leave at the, the time she decided to leave. But because she gave herself that present and she really was able to relax herself into the arms of her boyfriend, when she was then sitting at uh, her friend listening to him, and he was also speaking about... Um, 
his problems with his girl, you know, was that. Yeah. But she could listen different. She was there in a different state. Now, the friend noticed that, observed that, was able to go deeper. Wow. Right? And then that created healing. So it's really important. It, it has, it's, you know, it's like a chain reaction. And the more we do that, things will change in your family. They will change in workplace. They will change without in your friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. And this little way, this smaller way, and, and because then it means you keep raising your own vibration and you're keeping and holding it. Yeah. So that someone takes you up high and then, you know, the surrounding, you plummet again. So you raise it. The so next time you go to a retreat, you have something to anchor it, and, you know, and then you move maybe even higher and then suddenly... There is no dropping anymore. Right, right. Yeah. So that's actually what we're going to be doing with people um, in the next little while. We're offering a, yes. a, a workshop where we're going to help people embrace their creativity so that they can make those little steps towards um, yeah. know, designing their, their, their true rhythm as opposed to, you know, walking in the rhythm of somebody else or other expectations. And so, um, so... I think that this is like a wonderful opportunity for for people to um, to make time for themselves, you know, um, embrace their creativity like your client embraced their boyfriend for those ten minutes, you know, yeah. and and um, and really see the difference that it, it can make. So, can you talk a little bit about um, your hopes for for our embrace your creativity workshop? Yeah, embracing our creativity, your creativity, and I embrace my creativity, and we all embrace our creativity. It, it is, we can be us, you can be yourself, right? And that radiates out into the world, and we can be more creative how we cook, how we do, if even the art, if you paint, if you write, especially if you're, uh, or you write songs, or you dance, or you do flower arrangements, whatever, yeah? But to take the time to do these things, allowing and switching um, into that rhythm, and only, for example, do it when you feel it's the right moment, right? Mm-hmm. And to uh, support you in... Um, Noticing when is the right moment and to go in, into it with the full fullness because then in the shortest time something beautiful is created. Yes. And it's everyday life, if it's an art piece or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it, that is very important. And how do we feel it? Right? How do you feel that um, it's when the density is, 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 expanded a little bit yeah we go into feeling ourselves and unstucking the the, the tightness and yes. putting a little apart in a way yeah so everything can vibrate as i spoke before in its own rhythm right <laughs> right and i think that you know the the workshop that we're going to be giving together is a really an opportunity to make room for your creativity i think we we have to make a conscious decision in order to bring that into our lives we may long for it but unless we take some action to have it come into our lives it's not going to happen and so i'm really excited that we're creating this space for people where they can make room in their lives 
for creativity. And and in this video we're going to have and on the podcast you can uh, have a link to to our workshop that's coming up and it's ownyourcreativity.com forward slash embrace your creativity um, with hyphens in there. But the link will be up here so you can check it out. And so before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, to be courageous. I invite you to be courageous, yeah? Courageous to be creative, yeah? I remember people saying, oh, you're, you're courageous, my No. Uh, <laughs> it's natural. So how this courageousness is nothing, something really special, but it becomes your natural. And that will be fun to create yes. during the workshop. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Ah, thank you very much for inviting me to speak. Thank you for joining us today with Mylene Elke and the workshop we talked about. You can access all the information about that and register for it at ownyourcreativity.com forward slash embrace your creativity. And embrace your creativity has hyphens in between them. So embrace hyphen your hyphen creativity. Thanks so much and we'll see you soon. 